Hello out there. Good day, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Geek Sweat. For anyone that is geeky, anyone that is sweating, and anyone that is both. I am your host today, lead host. My name is MKH, and you're now tuned in to episode 115 of Geek Sweat. Yes, 115 of these episodes are out there somewhere in the internet. Um, so today we're going to be doing some trailer talk. We're going to be talking about trailers. Um, and we're going to give our other host the option of either, I guess, watching this in quarantine or not watching this at all. So this should be very, very interesting. Today, I shall be joined by none other than um, Stephen Code, first of all. Hello, Stephen. You all right? Yeah, how are you? Um, I'm okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Loving the, the halo background you've got going on there. And if I'm not mistaken, um, vinegar to your right? Is it to your right or to your left? No, really. It's a vinegar bottle, but it's empty. Is that is that what you, yeah, is that it's what you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a piece of life art for, for our episode? <laughs> I like to have my condiments beside me. Yeah, so yeah. Especially and, if they're um, empty. Well, yeah, it did, it, I emptied it last night. I don't have any vinegar for my meal later, so that that could be um, that's that's frustrating. Oh, that's 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 another travesty of being on on this podcast. Empty empty bottles of vinegar. Um, but yeah, welcome, welcome, and thank you for the explanation. And next next to um, uh, Mr. Stephen Code virtually is uh, TJ. Hello, TJ. How do you? I haven't got any condiments with me, but I've got a, a flatjack. And a <laughs> a very vintage painting right behind you. I, I'm I'm. I'm quite used to those type of paintings being from a, a Caribbean family as well. So I'm right yeah. there with your buddy. <laughs> yeah, this is a knockoff back here. It's not like a Thomas Crown affair thing going on where I've stolen it from the National Gallery. Or like uh, so how, how is Q life for you? Um, you know what? It's very quiet. Um, it seems like uh, everybody's kind of exhausted all of their music and gardening and barbecue options. Uh, for the week, so they they were just everyone's just chilling at home now. Oh, I thought I thought it was quiet because it is um, you're used to the screams of um, victims in your very crime ridden area, but obviously I was wrong. <laughs> just just music and barbecues. That's that's how yeah, noise yeah. is generated in in your area. Fantastic. <laughs> actually, actually, I think if anyone's got the crime ridden background, it's, it's definitely got to be um, Stephen because he's the one who's got the kind of the blow felt background going on it's like he's got the um the james bond spy spy big boss thing going on I, he's even got I like thought, a big black chair i i thought he resembled um what's his name from lock stock two smoking barrels uh, uh what was his name Which one's that? Uh, the, the, no the head gangster the guy who wants the guns was that yeah that was lots uh, i can't remember yeah that was lock stock two i want to say mickey pierce but that's not the right yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, never mind. It'll come to me later. Anyway, we're going to be doing trailers. Do do we know what trailers we're going to be doing? I don't. So yeah, this well, is much as a surprise as to well, the, what, the listeners. What I was thinking is we should just respond to the fact that the um, coronavirus is quarantines locked down a lot of cinemas. So we'll just so, pick like feature films that are actually going to be released now but they are actually 
going straight to an online platform. So these are films where, like, uh, I think a good example of this would have been, um, I think, Bloodshot with, um, what's his name? Uh, Vin, Vin, I want to say Vin Diesel, is that right? Yeah, yes, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. And uh, so that was supposed to have a long cinema release, but it only got limited release, and now it's going straight onto um, online. And um, there's been a couple of decisions to turn stuff over to like Amazon or um, Netflix straight away about cinema release. So I've, I've picked out a few we can go for. So there's Capone, Love the Lovebirds, The Wrong Missy, and something called Bastard Night. Okay, we'll we'll start with that one that you just described so accurately. Something called. <laughs> so obviously, that's going to be quite popular between all of us. That you, you prefixed it with something called. You know what? The, the, the thing is, I know very little about these films, which I'm going to set post the trailer to link to you inside of our group chat. But yeah. um, the Vast of Night, um, I think it's a new first-time director, and apparently set in the. Twilight of the 1950s and the fateful night in Mexico where a young Winston switchboard operator played by Sierra McCormick and a charismatic radio DJ played by Jake Horowitz discover a strange frequency that could change their small town and future forever. Um, yeah, and that, that's basically it. And it's out on um, Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, I don't know about you, Stephen, but I'm absolutely riveted to watch this trailer are, are you are you ready yes okay i'm ready number please hello please? Large object holding over my land. Like a this is wotw radio in cayuga new mexico and this is the news for the hour now, what would you like to tell us about yourself I don't know. Aren't you like some big science girl? Tell me about science. Edward, it's Faye. The sound came through the board and interrupted your radio show. What sound? What's going on, Edward? 718 here at WOTW. We got a sound we'd like to play that seems to be bouncing around the valley tonight. Yes, I have a story that might be helpful. I can tell you what's going on. The sound we heard out in the desert. It was coming from thousands of feet higher than anything could fly. They've come here before. They've liked this place. They always have.
Welcome back. Uh, okay. Um, first thoughts, Stephen. What were your first thoughts of that trailer? Um, I enjoyed the first half. I thought this sounds interesting. Uh, a it looked nice. I got that old timey kind of look we're doing the past kind of nice, nice cinematography. Mm. I liked that. But then the old woman came in and started going, oh, we come in, you've been here before. And that annoyed me because, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that character pops up in every, like, film like this ever. And then the end when something in the sky. So it got a little bit dumb for me after about the first half of the trailer. But the first half of the trailer I found quite interesting. I don't know if they if I should ignore those little bits. But, yeah, I, I thought it seemed good. Yeah. But I, I think it's hard to ignore 50% of something. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll, stick a pin, we'll, stick, we'll stick a pin in that for the moment. Uh, that, that's uh, what TV. Brexit's all about. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think, um, do you know what? I was kind of, it felt like it was new off fresh, even though um, it remind, the way the trailer was shot, it reminded me of like, I think Steven Spielberg's Super 8, the way there's like an adventure and an alien invasion happening in a small town. And um, I remember, uh, I'm not sure if many people have seen this film, but there's a film called Pontypool, uh, which kind of takes place inside of a radio shack where there's like a zombie apocalypse happening outside in the snow in this kind of like um, kind of distant American city outpost. So it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And I think it's kind of refreshing maybe to see a sci-fi film, which is not, entirely reliant on new gadgets so the fact that it's set in the 1950s i think it could be interesting and um it could be a bit perilous but i think maybe the reason why Stephen doesn't like the old lady saying they've been here yeah, before I didn't, I didn't not like the old lady yeah the character the characters <laughs> yeah I think, I think the character trope of um the old wise um herald <laughs> in the background who's going to give this unnecessary exposition because no one's listened to him for 20 years. That might be a bit happening. My, my, my problem with that old person character idiot is that if they've seen this so many times, how comes they're the only one that survived? They should have been wiped out in their teens or younger years. Like how did they make yeah. it to that point? But, um, Observation. Why have they done more to publicise this this menace since? Yeah, Why is exactly. It people, she should be out there on the street. She should like have her own little newspaper. Going, she the aliens are coming because I've seen them, and they keep coming. Keep coming. They keep coming. I reckon they're going to keep coming. So, so let's, let's let's deal with this. And mm. also, why hasn't she been sectioned if no one's listened to her? <laughs> exactly. That's another thing. Uh, but uh, so my thoughts on the trailer, like, like uh, I think Stephen mentioned, it, it's well shot. And I think uh, you've you've likened it to other films and uh, yourself, TJ. I, I, it, it did look nice. Um, yeah. But my only attitude with, um, and this might, might be a budgetary reason for... Um, for the writers and and the studios but um you've got the whole of time and the whole of the world to pick from why are you picking 1950s america a small town in america to talk about aliens again i think i've seen this film more times than i care to count and do you think, I, I mean do you think it might tie it into roswell do you think it's a kind of it'll be a roswell twist at some point 
Yeah. yeah, and maybe like I guess there was a period in our history where Americans somehow were managed to put all the aliens in one concentrated building <laughs> in their vast country. But I, I would like to see a a filmmaker step outside the box and just did it in a time period like I don't know, let, let let's say when the the, the fire of London was happening and aliens yeah. were just walking around just just bold as bold as brass that type of thing i i, yeah. I just don't like and i i yeah, i'm just sick and tired of seeing 1950s america like i i've seen 1950s america more times than i've seen 1950s england like it's it's, it's at this point i'm just not with it at all but isn't it because they like that allegory on analogy of um like new foreign people and foreigners coming in because of uh black communities communism and the other so it's like a story that they constantly want to retell because the americans aren't quite over that just yet aliens are are handy uh, stand-ins for whatever the enemy of america is at that particular time yeah exactly yeah. they are nice <laughs> neatly wrapped gift wrapped metaphor if you will yeah like you said america hasn't come to terms with their their colonial past <laughs> well, actually, colonial present and the moment, communist so. past as well. Just pick anything beginning with a C. Yeah, like they've got a lot of problems with with words beginning with C, but um, like common sense. <laughs> but um, and the big uh, orange one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I I'm just sick of type, like I I don't need another mystery alien invasion type thing film, yeah. and it is on a streaming platform that I do have, so. I just want to say that um, apparently it was like it premiered at a film festival called Slam Dance in 2019 and uh, Amazon Studios acquired it uh, or the distribution rights at least and the film was due to be released on 29th of May but obviously because of the coronavirus it's not going to be the driving theatre movie that it should have been and now it's specifically an online film so Apparently, the film is loosely based on a Kecksburg UFO incident and something called the Foss Lake Disappearances. And it seems to be made by a first-time director. Or first-time director of feature films. I, I like how it's loosely based on an incident that we don't know is even true. Uh, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and also, just, just the Amazon aspect, they don't need the money. They've made $500 billion since we've since we've been in quarantine. So... I think they're quite good when it comes to money. They just acquired something just to add to their their, their endless collection of stuff. Um, but with that being said, uh, Stephen, is this something you're going to watch? Have you got Amazon Prime, actually? I do have Amazon Prime because I've been obsessed with Bob's Burgers for the last two weeks. And I've been watching uh, it constantly. And, um, I... <laughs> it's on there, yeah. I've watched like seven seasons in the last few days. <laughs> I love how you just avoided saying your verdict on this talk about Bob's Burgers. But what is your verdict on seeing this? Are you going to watch it or not? Uh, I probably won't know. No. Uh, okay, that was anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> TJ, are you going to watch um, this or not? I I think I think this film is something to look forward to, and I think. I know Men in Black was out earlier this year, but it looks like it could be one of the better alien films to come out so far. But I I, I think I'll, I'll watch it as soon as it's available. I think, I think I'm going to watch it straight away as soon as it's available on fire. 
So I'd recommend it. That's one for one. And just just to fact check you here, uh, Men, Men in Black International actually came out in June 2019. And you okay. said earlier this year. Yeah. Okay. It, 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 okay. Unless you just watched it in quarantine. Oh, no, what I'm thinking of is because um, I'm thinking of Bad Boys for Life. I know I know Martin Lawrence looked different, but he didn't look like Yeah, an alien. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he put in a little bit of work. I saw Martin Lawrence because I know he yeah. said I said something bad about him last time. But yeah, yeah. He, 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 he put in a bit of weight, but he wasn't um, alien looking. But yeah, I think that's um, where I got confused. Yeah, uh, I am. So I guess it, it rests with me, uh, the verdict. I, I'm going to give it a miss to, because of the points I've said before about this being a a bit of a tired uh, routine that Hollywood likes to do with us. I think they do like to hop back to things that make him feel comfortable. So invasion of aliens or white cars set in middle America with vintage cars, which I guess for a lot of Americans, that's when they thought America was great. So um, it, yeah. it, also, it, it also does look good on film, 1950s America. It's kind of like that, that sort of, you know, the beginning of Blue Velvet. I know Blue Velvet's not set in the 50s, mm. but that yeah. kind of hit fence kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks good on film. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move on quickly to uh, Al Capone now. So, no, not Al Capone. The, the trailer and the film is called Capone Starving Tom Hardy. So here we go. We'll be back in just a moment. How about if I go for an hour, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know what the difference is between Adolf Hitler and Al Capone? Hitler's dead. Capone lives like a king in Florida. He has full-blown dementia. I have reason to believe that could all be an elaborate act. What's this about? We have information that your client may have tucked away a very large sum of money. You can drop the act now. You got goons walking around. Guys like you own this place, ten million dollars. Maybe I can get him to talk. He's gonna go on a rampage. We made a promise. Someday we was gonna make it big. The only thing that really matters is how man treats his family. And we're back. Uh, TJ, first thoughts? Um, well, it's Tom Hardy playing a gangster again. Um, he did it in Rock and Roller. He did it in um, Legends. Legend, he actually yeah. played two of them. And uh, he's doing it again in um, Capone. I think he's a good actor. Um, I think the likeness is probably very close. Um, no. I'm not sure if I'm interested in the Al Capone story anymore, particularly Al Capone getting dementia. It sounds a bit strange. Um, and I'm not sure. And I think if it's after he served time, I'm not sure what's at stake, to be honest. Uh, but it, it could be a bit meditative or reflective on looking at a different era, like a softer 
uh, more mentally challenged component. But I'm not sure if I'm interested in that version. Uh, I, I guess it's definitely a different take. I guess what's at stake is that well, there's nothing at stake because we already know you, we already know he's dead. But I think it is a different take on the Al Capone character because he is so legendary and big. But uh, before I get into my take, uh, Stephen, what did you think of the trailer? Um, right, okay. So I wasn't really aware of Tom Hardy before. Apparently, I was informed that I watched uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Mad Max. I don't remember watching it though, so I didn't know. But about two weeks ago, before my current Bob's Burgers um, obsession kicked in, I watched a whole of Taboo, which mm-hmm. is Tom Hardy's pet TV project. Yes. And he was so amazing in it and brilliant that I don't really want to watch him in anything else. And when I saw what this trailer was, I was like, yeah. oh no, I'm going to have to see him. Because I've only, this is now the only role I know him has is Delaney mm. in Taboo. And I want him yeah. to stay as Delaney in Taboo forever because I love that character so much. So, uh, uh, coming to this, uh, yeah, I mean, has there been a Capone, uh, by like a definitive story of Capone done before? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro did it well, before. Robert De Niro did Untouchables, and I think um, James Untouchables about more about Elliot Ness, though. Yeah, that was more about Elliot Ness. I mean, that's the most famous role. I think... Um, I'm trying to think of the American actor who played him in the black and white movie. I think it was called, um, uh, give me a sec. Um, the reason why I'm a bit confused as well is if you want to see Tom Hardy in a good um, TV role, I think he's also in Peaky Blinders as well. Um, I think Rod Steiger played um, Al Capone um, a while back as well. So, um, and uh, Stephen Graham, who's also in um, Taboo, he played Al Capone in um, Broadwalk Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and actually, Stephen Graham, he's the spit of Al Capone, he's like the short, dumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short, no, Tom Hardy's a bit too good looking, yeah. I think. Yeah, where they've uglied him up a bit. Well, they, they uglied him up and put him in a fat suit, which doesn't always equal Al Capone. That could equal any other person. That could equal yeah. the Toys B.I.G. for we know. But what yeah. I was going to say is um, I, I, I like the fact that um, Tom Hardy's in it. I think he does gangsters like no other person. Like you already said, he... he he was able to be uh, Ronnie and Reggie Cray. He was in Rock and Roller, and he's now playing um, Al Capone. I can't wait for he them to be, do. He must be all the gangsters. Yeah, I can't wait for them to do yeah. a remake of American Gangster, so he can do blackface and be Frank <laughs> um, <laughs> Frank Lucas for a change. But, um, he can play Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's played his own brother, and he's probably going to play his own henchman, so I wouldn't put it past him. You know? <laughs> but um, I I liked the trailer. Um, I liked the different view on um, on on Al Capone. I think this is more of a an artistic. Uh, gangster film. I don't think it's the the ones we're used to, where everyone's a shooting, dying. I think they they put a lot more thought behind it. It's almost as if, um, uh, let's say, Joaquin Phoenix doing the Joker. Like he really believes in the character and he's really really going for it. So I think that's quite good to see from um, Tom Hardy. Um, so yeah, I, I I I can't. I didn't get any sense of any other characters. In or no, not any other characters, any other big actors in in the film because you know Tom Hardy needs a lot of space. Kyle McLaughlin, was it? Wait, hold yeah, on. Yeah, Kyle McLaughlin, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He's good. Well, I thought for a minute you said Carl He's McCracken good. He's Aging Cooper. Well, He's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I, I stand corrected. But what I was going to say is that with Tom Hardy, I, I've noticed he needs a lot of room to act. Yeah. And so I don't know how much of a of a role that other Carl uh, McCracken is going to have in this in this film. Because like it says, it's Capone. Yeah. in massive writing and Tom Hardy. And that's all we know. No, no, no one else is in it. So, um, yeah, it looks pretty, pretty good. I, I, would, I, I, I would, hope that comes on Amazon. I much prefer it if, yeah. because Al Capone actually jailed because of his tax evasion, I would like to see a two-hour, three-hour kind of, in, like, following the IRS. That was the untouchables, I think. TJ, TJ are you going to see this or not? No, I, I think I'm going to wait for this one. So rather than watching it straight away, I think I'll let it sit on the back burner and just marinate on Amazon Prime until it comes up in my algorithm again. Okay, uh, that's that's great. <laughs> let, let, it mar- let it marinate on your, <laughs> on, on your watch list. Uh, yeah. Stephen, are you going to watch this? But I guess I, Yes, I, I think I'm going to have to get over my Tom Hardy you know, being Delaney, I need to see him in more roles. And Carl McLaughlin's in it, and I love Carl McLaughlin. So yeah. I, I kind of fall in love with Tom Hardy, yeah. and I'm only yeah. a little bit gay, so that's kind of weird. Well, but, so is his apparently. So, so is he apparently. So oh, you guys, okay. yeah, yeah. So you guys will be yeah. a match made in heaven. Um, okay. <laughs> so that's one for he one. Hangs again. out in Richmond, I reckon. I think so. Yeah. So he, he, I think he moved to Richmond Park for that specific reason. To catch people Indeed. like you out there, yeah, for people like you that might be a bit gay. I, I, I live in East London. That's actually it's true. Yeah, you live <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, you you couldn't live further away. Um, yeah, no, um, never mind. Every movie you actually seen Taboo? No, I think, no. I, uh, I think Taboo was was that the um, is it Martin Scorsese produced it? And I think no, it, I don't, no, I don't think so. it's, it's got something Scott. to do with a boat that went away and then he comes back because he's like inherit he's, he's owed an inheritance or something like that. Is that right? Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's meant to claim. A bit it's, amazing. it's so over the top and violent and brutal. And it's, yeah. he got, got an eye play at the moment. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen the film? I mean, I know you're not into film, but have you ever heard of a film called Valhalla Rising with, um, heard of it, yeah. Matt Mickelson. So he's got this element of, um, he was playing like this mad for this kind of Englishman who went away and he kind of came back as this kind of mad coroner who'd seen too much sort of thing. And he just never quite fit into society. Okay. He's kind of right and wrong. That's what I remember it to be. I think I only saw like three episodes of it. Him and his dad chips were, are, um, that they created the show taboo okay. with Stephen Knight from, um, who writes Peaky Blinders. Okay, cool. So there's some consistency there. So, yeah. Um, so are you recommending Capone or do you think you're going to step into Capone because you want to see a different yeah, I'll watch it. That's good. Uh, so <laughs> that's one for one again. Uh, so I guess I'll get the deciding vote again. I I, I think if it comes on uh, Amazon, because I'm not, I'm not going to the cinema until 2022, to be fair, because I really need to, I really need the, the stink of uh, coronavirus to be out of the system of the British public. So yeah, and the chair in cinemas as well. Yeah, absolutely, because it can live on surfaces for quite a long while. So I'm going to hope it comes on either Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Now TV. But yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. So that is a recommendation from the Geek Sweaters. We, we, we can have a Capone party and not invite Trevor. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna invite Trevor even if he agreed. <laughs> oh, right. I might have to send Stephen Gray a man to sort you out. <laughs> okay, uh, now we've come on to I guess it's our third trailer. Yeah, we're gonna go and watch the wrong missy and we'll be right back. Pardon me. Sorry guys. I'm sorry. This has turned out to be the best time I've had with a guy in a really long time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. With a girl. Yeah. Your Miss Wright was Miss Marilyn. You gotta bring her to Hawaii, dude. You can't bring her on a corporate retreat. It's a no-brainer. Text her now. She said yes! Aloha, motherfucker, I told you! Yes! I've got this girl meeting me here, and she's amazing. <laughs> Missy, what are you doing here? That text from you was wonderful. I screwed up so huge. Remember that crazy blind date I had? Nothing you could ever do would disappoint me. I love you. This one time I thought I was texting my dream girl. <laughs> I was texting that crazy girl. To the best weekend ever. <laughs> oh my God. Are you rich? I made it! Yeah! All my teachers can eat my asshole! God damn. We got a lot of great things planned for this company retreat. And I look forward to getting to know your better half. I may have gone a little overboard in bragging about you. You're obsessed with me. We're either gonna end up married or I'm gonna end up dead in a ravine somewhere. What? I'm down for either. Please keep things cool, <gasps> calm, and very collected. You should go canoe out to an island and just chill. Like if there's one nearby or far. This is the real shark tank. You and me, let's go. You need to go. Put that in my mouth now? Yeah, goes right in your mouth. You're welcome. <laughs> Missy is not who I thought she was. She's free. She's fun. I'm a little crazy too. Really? I'm not letting you jump. Damn it! <laughs> uh, welcome back, guys. Um, so I'm going to go first this time. <laughs> OMG, what the hell did you just send as a link, Trevor? This is probably a throwback to the early Adam Sandler films in terms of a comedy in its crudeness and quite, um, I guess, shallowness as well. I, I love that um, all of the old, com all of the old male comedians in it look like their face, their faces are melting. And um, I think David Spade would be lucky. David Spade. To yes. <laughs> he, 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 he would be lucky to have a woman 19 years his junior go anywhere with him but even if premise, he is isn't, rich isn't the premise that he's rich that's why she kind of hooked up with him like he's splashing the cash well i i thought um he accidentally bumped into i guess the first woman 
in in an airport in an airport lounge. Texting one woman, but thinking it was the other woman. Yeah, it's a case of mistaken identity. He he, he met a blonde woman, and I'm saying that because of the description. They get the character name. And there's another woman, and it's like he thinks he's texting the blonde woman, but he's actually been texting for a meetup again. The crazy friend. <laughs> you realise that this is the most in-depth conversation that anyone will ever have about this film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even calling her crazy, I feel a bit uncomfortable. Uh, she's just eccentric. But um, what I was going to say is, um, I think he's not rich because he thought he was texting the other woman. He splashed out a bit more money oh. on the room and everything because oh, I think it's impressive. a yeah, because yeah, I think it's a work gathering. Yeah, because. I think that's the type, but even so, everything about it screams I would never watch it in a million yeah. years because I, I think my limit for Adam Sandler comedies reached one and a half films before Adam Sandler comedy. No, but I think that they 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 are leapfrogging off of that. Let me yeah. just check because I if he hasn't got anything to do with this, I I, I I'll be I'll be extremely. But can I say one thing? That there, there, there is this kind of trope of um, this yes, American. He, is that the Tunnel? Yeah, it's his production company that made okay, this. Film. Happy Gilmore, yeah. I think. Yeah, but Happy thing, Happy Madison, Madison production. Yeah, yeah. but it, I, I think um, there's a it, it, what makes it feel like really eighties and retro is. There's a lot of these American films where there's like, if there's a cast of 30 people, there's 29 kind of straight actors and one crazy friend. And um, I think we've seen it in, um, I think, Identity Thief. I think there's another one, which is uh, Melissa McCarthy and um, the guy from the Ozark, who I can't remember his name. Just David Bateman. But yeah, anyway. Um, and um, again, but, June Date, when it's Robert Downey Jr. and um, Giafanathopoulos which I can't remember that name, of um, Hangover. And um, also Blind Date. It was Chang in, in The Hangover. It was Chang, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. From Community. From Community. No, no. Yeah. But, yeah, in, in the film Jude Day, um, Robert Downey Jr. has got to get from one side of America to the other to see oh, his, Zach. His, his child. It's Zach. Yeah. Zach is a crazy yeah. person he looks up with. So it's kind of like, what I'm saying is there's a lot of these American comedies where it's only really one person being funny and acting out and everyone else is like in a kind of a relatively straight role. So I'm not sure if this bodes well. You know? Like, um, yeah, that's like the, the, the um, uh, great example of that is Frank Spencer and some others do have them where everyone yeah. plays it straight apart from Frank Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, David Spade was, um, I can't remember. He was in some like dodgy TV series comedy that reminds me of, how I Met Your Mother, and I wasn't interested in that. Me. Huh? He was in, he was, in a, he was in one called Just Shoot Me. Yeah. And then he turned up in eight simple ways to raise your teenage daughters. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I only know him from, from shitty sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. So he was like the, I think he was the sex playboy interest in um, eight Rules sitcoms. of Engagement. Rules of Engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I I I think he he's always been old, and that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he's just always been old in films and TV series, and always been creepy. And somehow he he managed to get the role of being a a, a sexaholic in Rules of Engagement, which which is really bending and having people to suspend their 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 disbelief. But um, 
yeah, that's just that's just my feelings on David Spade. Uh, Stephen, what did you think of the trailer? I didn't think anything of it. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> oh, because if I think about it, that means that I'm actually putting some energy into. No, I mean, what, what, I mean, what was that? That was no. I don't want to watch that. Can I that, say that? That, you know that was just things what? happening. You know what yeah, yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of one of those uh, marketing guru ads that you'd see with um, uh, Ty Lopez or something like that. I was expecting him to come out and sell me like a course about how but, to live your best life and through funnel sales or something like that. Yeah. But even with those marketing ads, at least they have a point. I don't see the point of this film. I don't know who it's for. Who is their target market? Like we've already That's said, exactly this is like funnel sales. It's for everybody. No, it's not. This is time. this is not a film for everybody. Like when we have to watch that guy. What's his name? I'm gonna forget his name. But he's he's always playing. He he was in um ah oh, what was that film? film? Uh, Juice Bigelow. Was it? Who's the star oh, of that? Um, he's the sidekick for Adam Sandler. I yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I can't remember his name, but when he is, when he, when his role in the trailer is him sucking on breathing apparatus, we already know the depths that this, this, this film is. Yeah, we already know the. <laughs> we already know the depths of what this this film is going to uh to sink so uh, i agree with uh code cody on this even though he doesn't agree with that nickname um i i, I, I don't, don't see the point of the- <laughs> steve i object to oh okay I, I would never call you that um Stephen code to the theme tune of doctor who as well <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, until we we like I, I, I wish th- these are the times where we need the guy from from Terminator Two to come back and like really put his his magic to work by shooting everybody involved in writing and producing this film because it should never have happened. Especially now we're in quarantine, we we have to be much more uh, picky with what we watch. Like it's, this quarantine has really made me. Uh, take stock of the wastage in my life and i'm not going to let this film be something like that you can watch the episode of taboo instead of watching this well, what did you watch taboo on uh i play okay cool i'll, I'll watch that yeah <laughs> um uh, uh tj are you gonna go watch this film um i think because david spade is in it it's just like <laughs> no it was like when I saw his face, it was like there was a flashcard saying no in big capital white letters and an exclamation mark. I know the, um, the female actor in it um, is quite talented. And I get the thing that she reminds me of a woman who's been in um, uh, Bridesmaids. And I'm trying to think of it. But um, I think she's probably carrying too much on her own shoulders to make that. Um, he's a bit of an insane Christian show. Yeah, yeah, Christian Schau, who was on, um, I remember her from, um, actually, I can't remember. Um, uh, was it Flight of Concords? That's it. But yeah, um, this Lauren Lapkus, um, I think, the f- I'm trying to remember the funny thing that I saw it in before. It was, cra- Crashing was good. Um, so I think maybe you should watch that instead. Um, but yeah, I'm going to knock crashing. this on the head. Yeah, Crash is the remake of the uh, British one. Oh, she's in the remake. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I think Crashing is um, 
It's just that's a stand up comedy about failed stand. That's a comedy about failed stand up comedians trying to get. No, no. I, I, I thought I thought crashing. Yeah, I thought crashing was by your, your girl from Fleabag, where they. Yeah, they, there they, is that. There is that yeah. one, but there's another one that came out in the, around about the same time. It's about a New York comic who has to make a new start for himself, and he meets other comedians. But it's a bit like. Um, do you remember Matt Marin, the TV series, where yeah. Mark Marin, but it was essentially everyone who's on a stand-up circuit with Mark Marin playing themselves. So yeah. Crafting is basically a lot of like stand-up comedians getting a chance to be in a TV series. So I thought that was funny, but um, I don't know. I think I'm going to give this one a miss because I just don't like David Spade. So. Uh, that's racist, but anyway. That's, um... a comedy, that's a comedy racist thing to say, but I just don't like anything. <laughs> But then that means you've never watched a... Actually, has it been in many Adam Sandler films? Oh, no, that's Rob Schneider. Never mind. Um, I'm going to give this a massive miss, and I'll probably kneecap anyone that goes and sees that in my proximity. So um, that's free nose. That, that's unanimous, isn't it? Well, actually, if, if you're going to... If you're gonna kneecap me, <laughs> I'm just, I, I want to see, see you attempt to kneecap me. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna go and watch this film. <laughs> okay, attempt <laughs> fate. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I want to witness you try and kneecap me. <laughs> hey, and I want to see I, how you come off. <laughs> I, I, I've learned a lot of things. You don't know what type of online courses I've done since being in quarantine. <laughs> There's a lot of things on the dark web. So, <laughs> well, still, that's two against one. So that's a that's a massive no from the geek sweaters. Um, and I'm going to kneecap uh, Stephen Code. And uh, <laughs> so this brings us to our f- uh, fourth and final trailer, um, which is called the. Uh, the lovebirds this is gonna be gross um okay i guess we're gonna have to get into the the lovebirds I, I, I should, I'll, I'll let you step in your own grave on that one but yeah let's watch the trailer and see what looks like you are unbelievable looks like love is finally found they're looking for. So you're suggesting we actually go out there and solve a murder? It's locked. Did you think it was one of those men-only doors? All we need is a name, and then we're in the clear. Hey, man, it's been a minute. (laughs) Who the fuck are you? (laughs) 
you work for? You little bitch. You little beanbag ballless bitch. Yeah. If you think about your grandma and that furry beanbag bitch. What? These people are super dangerous and they're really powerful. Stop! This is some handmade tail bullshit. We have impostors. Oh no, impostors. That sucks. Everyone, unmask yourself. Oh shit. Nobody else took their masks off. I'm gonna give you lovebirds a choice. What's behind this door? Or bacon grease to the face? I don't want grease on my face. Is it gonna shit on me? Oh, take the grease. Free up, my love. And we're back. Um, okay. Uh, what did everyone think? I'll start with uh, Stephen this time. Um, well, uh, Camel. What's he called? Camel. Camel. Camel Najani. Nanjani. Yeah, I love that. I, I I do love that guy. He he was one of the stars of the sitcom Silicon Valley, which has been one of my favourite programs the last few years, where he plays the kind of most devious week of them all. Um, and uh, this is um, I I Silicon Valley is written by Mike Judge, who uh, you know you might know from Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill, and all those things. And um, this has got a similar kind of tone to like a. Mike Judge live action comedy. Um, I, um, yeah, and he plays, I mean, he always plays the kind of same similar character, similar type character, kind of <laughs> a kind of like slight loser who kind of ends up in these odd situations. And um, I know his his last film, he was quite, um, he got nominated for an award, I think. Um, I, I, he did a, uh, I think he, he wrote it himself, wrote and directed a, a film recently. It was kind of big around the turn of the year. Who? Kumail Ninjani? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think he did a film about his wife, um, about how they met. And um, Yeah, yeah, I how. think everyone was really good at that. Is so, it that film you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. It seemed interesting. I mean, to the end, it got a little... I, I, I started, It liked the... Um, what's the first film we watched tonight? Um, the Vast of Night. Yeah, like that. I thought the first half of the trailer was interesting and then it got a little bit cartoony okay. and um, I was like okay it's slightly different from what I thought but um, yeah it seemed interesting Kamel Johnny won the, the awards for something called The Big Sick that was out That's in 2017 it, yeah, yeah. Uh, TJ what did you think? Um, do you know what I think there was a film a couple of years ago called Bait Night with um, Steve Carell and uh, Tina Fey about uh, like a married couple kind of reigniting their, their romance again. And um, it felt like it was like a mad 24 hours shared by a couple to bring close to, together again. But I think um, Issa Rae is um, somebody I first found out about through um, her YouTube channel. Um, I think it was like Diaries of... Um, uh, a black woman or something like that or some kind of anxiety you're not talking about uh, that sounds like that it was of a mad black woman from um, what's she, what's she? <laughs> yeah. no but it's the thing that inspired her to do to get um, okay the misadventures of an awkward black girl that was what it was the yeah. series and I think it inspired Insecure so I knew she was already talented and I knew Kamal Nanjani mainly from his appearances on um, Town, the podcast 
and he's actually quite humorous um, as an improv person live. Not just he's not just like scripted funny like you give him lines and he'll, he'll say something make some laugh so i think it's a good combination and the fact that they're both ethnic minorities doing comedy that's quite progressive but um i know I, i'm excited to kind of watch it i i do like these kind of 24 48 hour comedies like one of my favorite ones was um it's uh, a long film yeah 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 but the um i mean like it's comedies that take place over 48 hours like I think one of my f- first favourites, I think it's called After Hours with Griffin Dunn. And uh, that was directed by Martin Scorsese. And I think ever since I've seen that, I've always been fascinated by these. And Planes, Trains and Automobiles is another one. So I, I'm, I've kind of got a soft spot for like 48-hour, 72-hour time frame comedies. So I'm going to watch it. High noon, apart from the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to throw in the free turn to you, Mar, as well? um okay so i i i was pleasantly surprised like i did not like the 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 title of the film at all going into this trailer but i i I liked the comedy in it um i i i don't mind that it got a bit cartoonish towards the end because it kind of just escalated the horse farting for me was a little bit Oh, he did fart. He kicked he him fight. in the chest. He kicked, him. he kicked him in the chest. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he was yeah. giving a choice. Okay. It was like, he was being interrogated and he was frying some bacon. And the choice was, do you want me to throw the bacon fat on your face or do you want to get kicked in the chest of the horse? And he looked at the bacon and he goes, no, I want the horse. And then when he got kicked across the room, that's when he wheezed out, choose the bacon. Oh, I, I completely missed that take. I thought the girls fired him off his chair. No, no, no. No, 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 no. because no. <laughs> no, I was thinking that would be too cartoonish yeah, for yeah. a film that showed a guy running over a guy like three different yeah. uh, times. I thought, but, I thought uh, he went off a bit, the trailer. I, thought, yeah. no, I mean, the thing is, that's supposed to be the signature piece because I think I saw an IMDb interview clip where the both of them are sitting next to each other. And this is obviously... Oh, sorry, they're not sitting next to each other. They're in um, two separate windows trying to advertise the film during the coronavirus. And um, that was a set piece that they, they broke down, like how they shot it and recorded it. And um, for anyone, this is a spoiler alert, but obviously the, the horse and him wasn't in there at the same time. But apparently it took four days to shoot that entire scene because it's quite a lot drawn, long drawn out interrogation. Um. Okay, no, th- thanks for that bit of insight. Um, I liked that, like uh, it's been mentioned, that it's it's a it's a film starring two different uh, races. Um, but the only thing I did, I had to suspend my disbelief for, is that I don't think those two types of races would ever get together, especially in America, where it's so divided. But whatever, it's it's comedy Hollywood land. That I'll go for it. About earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll I'll go for it for the moment. It's it's cool, but I I liked. I I didn't think they were going to have chemistry, but they do. I don't know if they're going to have romantic chemistry, but in terms of comedic chemistry, they definitely do. So I I I like I like the trailer, and um, I'm I'm going to go first this time. I'm I'm going to go and watch this film in 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 the cinemas. Um, I'm going. To, I'm going for it, guys. No, not cinemas. What am I talking about? I'm not going to the cinema until 2022. I'm going to watch this if it comes on my streaming platform. Definitely straight away. Uh, uh, Stephen, what did you? What did yes, you? Yes, I think I might watch it. Yes, 
excellent high, high praise <laughs> indeed when you when you might watch a film jesus yeah, I, I love that i love that guy he makes me laugh so you know even if the film is awful he'll still make me laugh i i love how you are like um like laying little breadcrumbs about you, you <laughs> expanding your spectrum of sexuality. First of all, you wanted to be a bit gay for Tom Hardy, and now you you're professing your love for this this, this yeah. other guy. So I like how you're leaving the breadcrumbs for all of the geeks fans to, like, to, he, to he take a ball. Tall and muscly, like he doesn't want any ounces of excess fat on him at all. He like he likes a power bottom. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah, get it. Yeah. <laughs> Come down. That's what you want to see. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, TJ, was it? What did you think? I'm excited that they're two like very talented comedians, and I think watching the um, trailer, I think they were. It was interesting. They were doing different types of jokes. So there was some verbal stuff. There was some physical comedy. There was some reaction type comedy, and there was then as a couple doing a bit. So I think. They were very clever in showing the range of um, opportunities that they would take, and I'm sure they'd have improvised some stuff. So I, th- I think it'd just be like a good opportunity to watch two inform comedians at work on the same project. It, 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 I think the equivalent of that would probably be like looking at Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge if they did some kind of couples comedy. So yeah, I'm all for it. Um, I. Okay, uh, I just had a bit of a nitpick for because I don't know how great um, Donald Glover is in, in in as as a comedic force. I think he's great. Um, yeah, I did. I did not like. I did not like his stand up. Okay. Yeah, I did, I did not like it. But Troy. whatever. That's, no, I get. I know what you're saying, but as a comedic force by himself, yeah. not playing off. He, off he, his, he used to. He was a writer on Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I know that as well. But I'm just saying, just uh, guys, I didn't, I didn't need yeah. to be dogpiled. Atlanta right? yeah. proves that he's funny with black people. Community proves that he's funny with white people. And then Weirdo proves that he's funny on his own. And then Thirty Rock proves that he's funny from behind closed doors. What more do you want? You diss Glover, you diss me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of <laughs> somebody who hasn't even listened to his rap albums. Um, okay. Um, with that being said, that was a that was a clean sweep. Like everyone wants to go and see Lovebirds, so we definitely recommend. As geek sweating um, individuals, we recommend that everyone listen to this, and we'll listen to this. Go out and if you can, or stay in and watch Lovebirds. Um, so, guys, it, it seems that we've come to the end of this journey together. Yeah, and. Um, I'm a bit sad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not choked up, but I'm a bit sad. Um, make it you feel better if I did that. Uh, yeah, that, that helps. That alleviates me a, a bit, a bit. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to bring this to a close. So everyone out there, you've been listening to episode 115 of uh, Geek Sweat. This was Trader Talk. Did I call it trailer sweat at the beginning? I don't know. I'm going to call it trailer talk this time. And um, you Reese. can... You're going to get sued for copyright. Absolutely. And you brand can... wipes. The moisturizing wipes. <laughs> no, yeah. they're called dude wipes. Dude yeah. wipes. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm completely messing up this outro, but whatever. Uh, so what I will say is that you can find this podcast in any reputable uh, podcast outlet, including um, Castbox, where we do live streams, and also um, 
I guess Stitcher yes uh, those are the two that spring to mind automatically um, I've been your host MKH um, and I've been um, adequately joined by um, TJ yeah and um, I wanted to do a quick shout out so um, just for the people who have been listening to the live cast whilst this has been recorded um, I just want to do a quick shout out to Joe Canestra, Canal, Adam Shiflett, Raymond Lemon, uh, Bruce K. Law, um, who else have we got? Um, ID 18822862, Steve, and. Um, Steve. Yeah, there's a Steve on here as well who's been listening to oh, it. Oh, Steve. we've been going along. <laughs> and. Um, uh, I wish there was a way to kind of scroll up and down. But Joe Kestrin's got the. Um, oh, um, also Eric Fisher, Erin Paul, John Michael Duban, Erin Pelican, Smelly Package, Cody Jaggers, Michael Dawson, Debbie Howard, Brad Peets, Monica Natelski, Brian Hughes, and Rachel Morgan, and Chelsea, Chelsea Kruger Bowden. Thank you all for listening to our trailer talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, that that wasn't the outro I was expecting. Thanks for hijacking that, TJ. But no, yeah. thank you everyone that listened in. Uh, you, you've been fantastic. And obviously, I want to say thank you to uh, Stephen Code. Yeah, watch Taboo and Bob's Burgers. <laughs> why, why is everyone getting their own bit of the outro? I'm trying to do a whole outro here, guys. And you're 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 doing impromptu joints. Stop it. <laughs> you're ruining my lead host reputation here. Uh, but whatever uh, and that's bye for me um, MKH <laughs> uh, see you on the flip side bye